Hello and welcome to Pre-Fear Podcast, engage a podcast where we normally watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I'm Cassidy and my pronouns are she and they. And I have a guest here. Again. Hi, it's Ayumi. Again. My pronouns are also she and they. <laughs> I don't know how much energy I need to bring into this intro. Oh, you can bring as much energy as you want. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, this is a second of two recordings. Just for Yay. the folks at home to know, and it is also the second of two Charlie-less episodes. Oh no. Yeah, it's the first time we're doing episodes on this podcast where one of us isn't here. Yeah, that's surprising, but also very impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like, you're not going to do an episode of the main show without one of us, and of the course. only time we do side ep- stuff is, you know, or usually the reason an episode doesn't come out on a week is because, you know, it's just not going to get edited in time. Mm-hmm. But this, we're doing it well in advance. I can I can edit things no problem. Cause I, I've cut back some of my podcasting duties recently. Mm-hmm. So, Sounds who good. knows? Maybe it'll happen again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm always happy to be back on either way. Yeah. It's fun to talk to you. Oh, thank you. I also have a good time talking to, well, both of you, but since Charlie's not here, it to you in particular <laughs> all right uh this what are we doing are we, are we talking about how to start pretty cure yeah i guess that's the general idea um as a one of the the folks who has been so foolish as to watch as much pre as possible um small disclaimer there are a handful of seasons i have not completed 100 percent, but i have watched the beginning and end of all those and like some episodes in between because uh, those are all seasons that I have done episodes for uh, for Sparkle Side Chats. So, yeah, and I am in the middle of going through and uh, finishing those seasons by watching them t- like to completion. So, yeah, <laughs> um, great. So, of course, uh, this podcast has already done Fatalia Precure, and Fatalia Precure Max Heart is what you're in the middle of. So, I don't we think we need to nearing the end. Yeah. Near the yes, very close to the end. Um, I think been... maybe we should still at least touch on them. So that way, if anybody ever asks, "Hey, where should we start Pretty Cure?" Mm-hmm. we can just send this episode to them, and they don't have to have any context. Sure. So you know, I think that a lot of people like to start series from the very beginning, regardless of whether or not they are these spin-off type shows and I think for Precure that's not a bad way to start. Um you know of course you need to watch the original Fatariwa Precure before starting Max Heart or else you might get very confused at the beginning. Um uh, I mean it's not impossible to watch because of course a lot of people did do so. Uh all of these seasons are made so that you can go into it without having watched any previous seasons because the target audience are um like preschoolers and kindergartners. So uh, with that, you know, it is technically possible, but you probably don't want to because of continuity and stuff. But yes, so, you know, Precure, the original Precure, uh, it's available to watch on Crunchyroll. It is no longer the crunchy VHS version of it. So that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they waited until we finished. To- I know, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so it is, you know, nice and clean over there. Uh, Max Heart is not on Crunchyroll, unfortunately. Um, but if you're in Europe, they are going in order with the French, uh, releases on streaming with subtitles, which is very interesting. Um, so in France, you can watch 
the original season and Max Heart and Splash Star, and then a handful of ones in the middle. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, the general theming is, uh, some people say the theme is like yin and yang, and that's why they're cure black and cure white. That kind of makes sense. Um, I think that generally they didn't know where the series was going, so they don't have as strong, like, thematic things going on as other seasons later on. So that's that. Uh, nothing, nothing against it for that reason, but it's, you know, obviously they're very solid seasons. They're lots of fun. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what else to say about it? But, um, you know, Max Hart, we do get a third member, of course, in Shiny Luminous, and that was also very exciting. And, um, she's pretty cool. And for some people, you know, there are some people who prefer Cure Black and Cure White, and some people for whom Shiny Luminous is their favorite member of that team. And, um, also just to make it clear, Shiny Luminous, despite Cure not being in her name, she is technically a precure, like officially speaking. So there's uh-huh. that. Um, but yeah. And uh, as I already rented about in last week's episode, uh, the third season is Futariwa Precure Splash Star. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slow you down just a tad okay. real quick. Yes. Because um, I, I want to point out a couple things about what I like about Futariwa and Max Heart because those are the ones I've watched. Okay. Um, I do not know how this continues going forward, but these sure. two seasons are very like action forward when it, when it comes to the confrontations. Mm-hmm. Um, very like dynamic, very punchy. In a mm. way that, um, I don't know, it doesn't seem, uh, granted, it sounds like it is probably actually kind of common, but to me, it didn't seem common and it felt different when I was watching it. Yeah, it is. Um, the amount of fighting in Precure is unique to Precure, for sure, especially in comparison to other magical girls at the time. Um so that's that's cool. That's got that going forward. I do think part of it does have to do with the fact that it is directed by Daisuke Nishio, whose major work before Precure was Dragon Ball. So he knows what he's doing when it comes to fighting. Um, so that is something that you do see a lot in uh, later seasons as well. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to say that Futari Wa Precure is a BLT. Uh, this is a bit that I'm doing now. I, I'm going to make sure I'm going to call every one of these seasons a sandwich. Okay. Uh, Futaria was a BLT, you know, bacon, lettuce, tomato. Hmm. Whereas Max Heart is like a turkey club, which is basically the same, but instead of bacon, there's turkey. Interesting. Okay. I thought you were going to go with like, you know, uh, this team is a BLT. And so one of them is bacon. One of them is lettuce. And one of them is tomato. <laughs> no, I'm just going by the vibe of the season. Okay. I think. I think it's like if you have a good BLT, a BLT is is classic, you know. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find that on on most menus if they're just doing basic sandwiches. Mm. Um, and and so I think that's what that is. Okay, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> I'm still going to be thinking about who is who in terms of the sandwich parts, but um, I think uh, <laughs> Nagisa is the bacon. Okay, I think that Honoka is the tomato. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> so, uh interesting. So, anyway, um yes, yeah, so, you know, uh like Precure in general, we didn't know where it was going. We didn't know that the first season was going to be as many episodes as it was, and then we got a second season. It was all great, and then we got Splash Star, um which, you know, is my second favorite season and is also the first season I watched. So, I have a lot of uh personal bias uh, for it, but um, Splash Star is, um, 
also a Tariwa precure, so it does star two precure. So that dynamic is pretty similar, but the main characters, um, Saki and Mai, are, in my opinion, pretty different. Um, sorry if you can hear the crows in the background as I'm talking. They apparently have a lot to say about precure also. Um, they're just, uh, they're also substituting in for Charlie. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Splash Star has the theme of elements and nature. So we have uh, five villains that are based on five elements. And there are also um, creatures that they are saving that are based on elements. Um, they do kind of uh, put in a bunch of stuff that is very similar to the uh, original se- season in terms of um, what's it called? Uh, uh, the fairies themselves. Um, there are a little bit of similarities. There are like two, the two fairies that turn into phones, and then there are two baby fairies later on. Um, there are also some like really awesome redemption characters. Uh, and there's like a whole bunch of stuff going on in terms of the themes of this season that I really love. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really fun season. It also will make you very hungry. There's a cat. Uh, I'm not sure what else to say about it <laughs> without going into spoilers, but. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm going to say tuna salad sandwich, and that's only partially biased by the fact that the word splash is in the name. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, it is trying to be a kind of refreshing of the franchise. There's also a change in director at this point. Um, Toshiaki Komura does the next three seasons. Um, so, yeah, and also the art style is the same for the first five seasons of Precure. Uh, generally speaking, even though the character designer does change in the fourth season, which is Yes Precure 5. Um, so, uh, Yes Precure 5, as the name suggests, is starring five Precures, so that's a big deal. It definitely goes into a lot of dynamics that are common for a, uh, multi, like, because most, most Magical Girl series that are in a Magical Girl team do go for three, four, five characters. So uh, this is what's going on there. Um, You have your first, uh, like this one has a lot of interesting themes. The first season um, is themed on like dreams versus nightmares. There's a lot of kind of hope and despair going on. Um, The monsters are the first ones that are legitimately terrifying, in my opinion. Um, And this season also like has the first evil corporation, which is interesting. Um, there's a lot of like kind of anti-capitalist messaging. I don't know how intentional that is, but that is there. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of like interesting stuff going on there. This is also the first season that has a problematic relationship. Um, if you remember from last week, I already talked about this kind of problem. Uh, and it is present here as well, where the main character is in love with someone who is significantly older than her. Uh, nothing ever happens technically, but it is kind of implied that the feelings are mutual. And there's another character for whom that is also true of another character who is a fairy turned to human, who when he's a human, he's like an adult or whatever. These two characters, the 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 fairies turned humans who are hot guys, um, those were made for the parents. Those are like for the moms and they have uh, their own radio show. And that's kind of part of why that's there, unfortunately. Um, but uh, despite that, like, you know, outside of that, I think it's a pretty solid 
season. And then um, Yes, Precure 5 Go Go is the final sequel season and uh, was also a pretty big hit. And, you know, again, you could technically watch this season without watching Yes, Precure 5, but I wouldn't recommend it. and uh, they do add some new fairies. There are no baby fairies in these two seasons, which is interesting. But um, there, you know, is a continued like, while the first season is more about capitalism, this one is more about like imperialism and like, because like, basically, the villains are an evil bunch of collectors, <laughs> if that makes huh. sense. Like, and, like they, they have, they hide out in a museum and stuff. It's, it's kind of interesting. Um there, this season has too many villains, I think. Uh, so they kind of, the themes of the villains kind of get lost, but the stronger villains are interesting. And there is one villain from the first Yes Precure 5 that comes back in this season. Um, and this one also has an additional character who is the other Precure who doesn't have Cure in her name, which is Milky Rose. Um, and Milky Rose is a very interesting character in that a lot of people hate her, but she's also one of the most popular cures even today. Hmm. And I know I'm like rambling, so. <laughs> I was going to ask, why do people hate her? Or is that um, spoilers? Mm, no, it's not exactly spoilers. Like, uh, she appears, the character appears in the first of the seasons and um is immediately butting heads with the protagonist Nozomi um Cure Dream so like if you are a big fan of the main character and don't want to see her get like not bullied is not quite the right word but like insulted and stuff by another character you're probably not going to like her but um i think that you know she is like i don't mind her but i can understand why people don't like her um (laughs) but it's just a matter of like butting heads a lot with uh the main character i think um based on the things that you've said and just the the general vibes that i immediately get reading the names i'm gonna say like a a nice like grilled chicken sandwich (laughs) for the first one but then for go go it becomes like a bacon ranch grilled chicken Wow. The flavors get a little bit more intense and maybe a little too busy. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? That's not a horrible uh, description. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this does lead us into Fresh Precure. Um, this season is the reason why Precure has kept going. Not because the other seasons were failing, but because this season was just such a big hit. Um, this season also gives us the introduction of a lot of what are now tropes in Precure. So, uh, this is the first season that has a mid-season cure as opposed to like a sequel with an additional cure. Um, and, uh, some, some of the other tropes are spoilers, so I won't mention them, but, um, the, this season, um, there's a major theme of dancing. The characters are named after fruits. Uh, so there's cure, uh, cure peach, cure berry, cure pine. Um, and then the fourth one is also named after a fruit. This season also has a lot of really dark elements, um, but is also extremely hilarious. <laughs> it's really hard to describe. Uh, but it, it's like still a very, very popular season. And for many people, it's still their favorite. And I think that it is, uh, with good reason. Yeah. I'm gonna say like a, a fried fish fillet, like sandwich situation. Yeah. A little bit of tartar sauce on top. Hmm. Or like a squeeze of lemon. Hmm. 
interesting there you go <laughs> maybe on like a sub roll or something like uh, uh, not like a, a sliced bread but like a, mm-hmm. a roll based bread interesting <laughs> it's a little more crunchy then um yeah. yeah uh let's see um so that does lead us to heart catch precure this one is i think usually the most uh name dropped precure is like people's favorites uh I it's also heard it a lot. Yeah, it's a lot a lot of people's favorites. It's also this particular season has a movie set in Paris and that was so popular in France that it led to the creation of Miraculous Ladybug and Lollybrock. So that's interesting. In terms of the actual season itself, the theme is flowers. Uh like lots of stuff about the language of flowers is just throughout the whole series and um it's also very dark but um you know it's so it's like for a lot of people it gets to a point where it kind of starts to cross some lines also the creator of madoka has said that if he had watched hard catch precure before he made madoka he would have changed a lot of stuff about madoka because this is like just around the same time so that's pretty mm-hmm. interesting um let's see and yeah, this one has um, no mid-season cure, technically. Well, kind of. Um, this also has um, characters that a lot of people read as trans, and that's pretty cool. Um, hmm. What else? What else? Uh, this one does also have a... Oh, I did ma- I didn't mention Fresh Pretty Cure. It does have a kind of babyish character, and so does Harkatch. Uh, so that's, that's something like, I think for some people, I, I kind of like to mention, like, if there are babyish characters, because some people don't like those kinds of characters, and mm-hmm. some people love those kinds of characters. So it's something to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, just to compare for people who are following along with this podcast, like for Tariwa Precure, we have Podun, and then in Max Heart, there's also Rudun. So. Uh, those kinds of characters that are made so that you can buy a baby plushie and all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, characters that uh, I think we started out a little bit off on, but now we've done a 180 and now we love all of them is the mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah, so there is a character like that kind of in Hard Catch, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And um this is also the first season that has a character that is kind of like a boy who would want to be Precure if he had the chance. And, um, mm, yeah, there's just like a lot of really fun side characters and a lot of really popular villains also in this uh, season. Uh, I'm going to go with a Caprese sandwich with slightly too much balsamic vinegar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh just a little too much. Mhm. Mhm. I see. Interesting. Um okay. <laughs> and uh let's see. The next season is Sweet Precure. So this one is the music theme Precure. This yeah, one also Folks at home spelled like the music thing, not like the not like the food like a candy or something. Yes. Though sweets of the food variety are also present a lot in this season because one of the characters loves to make them. Um this season is really interesting. If you love music, then you're going to love the season. Like if you're a musician, there's it gets very nerdy with the music themes for sure. So that's pretty fun. 
Um, this season also is the first in a while to have a uh, a duo at the start, but they're a little um, different because like because like Hardcatch does have a duo, but they don't have to transform together. Uh, they just do because they're besties. Sweet Precure kind of shows that like they have to transform together, sort of. Um, but it's also interesting in that they're like two. It starts off with two friends who are kind of um not getting along anymore. So uh, there is that issue of like the the kind of balance of harmony, uh, in a literal sense and a musical sense. Um. This one also has some dark elements, and it also has two mid-seasons, which is interesting. Um, and, hmm. Two mid-seasons, huh? Yes. Oh, you mean like mid-season cures? Yes, yes, two mid-season okay. cures. I yes. thought, I thought for some reason, my brain immediately thought you meant like mid-season finales, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not quite. Um, yeah, so like, there is a, there, there is like a kind of, um, cause like, there's like one cure that appears at the beginning who is not part of the team, but like, like, so you know her name for a really long time. And then like, you don't find out who she is until much later. And so she becomes the final member of the team. Um, and her reveal of who she is, is a really big surprise, especially because like, I think she appears even in the first episode, but like, you would never guess it was her. And then, um, there's another character that is more clearly on the path to becoming a precure. Um, and who becomes a precure and becomes a third member earlier on. Um, but yeah, and this, this season's also just a lot of fun for, again, like all the music stuff. It's, it's very deep with the music themes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say just like a classic PB&J uh, reasoning of, I was trying to think of sandwiches that you need to have a perfect harmony between two ingredients. Hmm. And also you could spice it up with, you know, adding a, a few extra things here or there. I know people who add like a little bit of honey to their PB&Js <laughs> or maybe something with like a little bit more of like a meaty, savory flavor to twist it up a bit. Stuff like interesting. that. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. I put a pickle on a peanut butter and jelly before. <laughs> you can do a lot with those. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about Smile Precure. This is the one that is localized as Glitter Force. I'm not going to talk about Glitter Force because I haven't watched it. I know there are some differences that, um, are mostly based on the fact that they were going to give this to Nickelodeon and so they had to cut some episodes. Um, and then they changed people's names and stuff. It's, it's not the same show, but Smile Precure, this is, um, the season that came out after the Great Earthquake. So, uh, it is really, really pumping up bright colors and it's a fairy tale theme. Um, it is a season that doesn't have a mid season cure, uh, which is interesting because it's like the last season to really kind of have that, uh, like not have that, uh, I should say. So it's very similar to Yes Precure 5 in that way. Um, let's see. There, yeah, there are a lot of bright, bright colors. Um, there are two different athletic characters, which is interesting. Um, there is just like a lot of really fun, goofy stuff going on in this season. This one doesn't exactly have a baby character per se, but like the main fairy is kind of baby-like. And this is also the, f I think the first season that has a fairy become a uh, helper cure, but not like a full cure of the team. Like she has a kind of magical girl form uh, by the end. Um, a type two fairy if Charlie was here. Mm, not mm, not exactly not, not full on type two no no because like for me type two is like shiny luminous and milky rose but 
uh, there's this thing that happens in later seasons where wait, um, wait hold on like shiny shiny luminous isn't a, a fairy right or am i wrong well i could be wrong i mean she's like not a human i guess I okay say. yeah yeah okay that's fair. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, there's that, like, distinction and, and stuff, which is, uh, becomes more important as we get later on into the, no, the series. Yeah. Shiny yeah. Luminous isn't a human, is simply part of a giant 3D CGI lady. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Smile is just like, it's very interesting because despite the fact that the name does have Smile in it, um, there are famously a lot of scenes where everyone's crying. Um, it's a season that is really made to both like enjoy life, but also, uh, deal with the fact that like a lot of people had gone through a great loss. And so you had to like get those feelings out. So it is a quite a tearjerker season. Um, this is also the series with Cure Gorilla, who is famously a real life super huge Precure fan and comedian. Um, who I, I still follow like on YouTube. He's always doing, cause he's like the number one Precure expert in comedy. He's like literally the only Japanese comedian I care about. Um, but yeah, he has his, uh, appearance in this season, which is cut out of the Glitter Force version. I know for sure because why would they include a cameo with Japanese comedians in the localized version of the series? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to say like one of those fruit sandwiches that when you cut it in half, it looks like a flower hmm. uh, on the inside, but with like a little bit of salt just to, to help contrast the flavor a little. I don't think I've ever seen one of those sandwiches, but I will take your word for I, it. I have seen someone make it in a uh, a YouTube video. <laughs> That sounds yeah, like that, something that, that would be, yeah, like it, it aesthetically very pleasing. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like whipped topping or whatever and fruit. And then mm-hmm. it's just put in the sandwich in such a way that when you cut it in half, it looks like a flower. Interesting. I see. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this leads us to uh, the 10th season, Doki Doki Precure. Um, this is the season that is based on playing cards. Uh, which does mean that the other world is called the Trump Kingdom, which I think throws a lot of people off. But that's because Trump is what we call playing cards in Japanese. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Trump is a word that involves playing cards. It's just a an unlucky coincidence. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and let's see. Um, this season has... Um, this one has a very... Uh, what's it called? There's a character that everyone thought for sure was going to be the mid-season who doesn't become the mid-season. And the mid-season kind of comes out of nowhere. So it was very controversial. Um, this season is also known as the harem season because basically all of the girls can be shippable with the main pink. So that's fun. Um, and let's see. This one also kind of has a character that's very similar to Kidia in Tariba Precure, who's like a boy villain that kind of could have a romance with one of the girls, but it's not really like touched upon more than in one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this one, the themes uh, in terms of the villains is like selfishness versus selflessness, which is really interesting. Um, and just kind of like balancing out being selfish and like, like it, it's okay to be a little selfish, but don't turn it up all the way, basically um and yeah this one gets it it does get a little weird this one also does have a baby uh 
Hmm. This one is one of the ones I haven't seen in full, but it has like uh, a lot of fun shenanigans with the fairies as well, because the fairies can all become human. And this one also has a cure who is from the who is not from the human world, which I think actually if well, Shiny Luminous is such and Milky Rose is such. But as far as ones that have cure in the name, she is still human. She's not like a fairy. Exactly. But um, mm-hmm. I think she's might be the first of that variety. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. One of the ones in Sweet is. Never mind. <laughs> When you said that one of the villains was Kyria, yes, I thought you were going to say that uh, they you could see them becoming a, a one of the the heroes, like a a new sidekick or whatever. Ah. Like how we kept joking on this program, you but know, Kyria should have become like Cure Gray or whatever. Except <laughs> Cure Gray is also already grandma. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. No. Just like in terms of like the the kind of weird slight romantic subtext with Honoka and Kiria, but not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's like it's just a little there, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say a patty melt. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> um yeah, and then let's see, the uh so the eleventh season of Precure is the is Happiness Charge Precure. And this is also the tenth anniversary season, which is important. Um in terms of like the themes and so on, this is a series where there are precure teams all over the world, but we are focusing on the one in Japan. And, um, let's see, there is, uh, this is also a season that has the same writer as Yes Precure 5. So it also has weird romance, kind of, but like it's <clears throat> like the main character has a crush on God and it, it Nothing happens, but it's there. And, uh, it this sure one, is a sentence that you said. It oh. sure is a sentence, yes. Um, <laughs> it makes sense in context, I swear. Uh, this one has some interesting things going on with like, you know, so uh, we do see the international cures. Not going to say it's the best kind of representation all around. Uh, there are definitely some stereotypes thrown in there. The American precures are like uh, cowboys and Indians theme. It's not great. Um, and let's see, um, the only cures that they also kind of like interact with more seriously, there is one se- episode where they go to visit, uh, the Hawaiian precure team, which is Aloha precure. And that episode, while really great for the Aloha team, their local villain is a really massive, uh, queer stereotype. So it is a really, really unfortunate thing about that particular season where it's like, yeah, it's just like the the best and worst things about Precure all in one episode. Um but uh this is also an episode or this is also a season with um no mid-season technically. Um and it does get into some slightly darker elements but not as dark as Hard Catch. Um it's kind of like touching upon those ideas and it also has the first time that characters sing to attack um despite all its issues this is one of my favorite seasons uh because it is kind of a season that is celebrating precure as a franchise um hmm. and yeah i think that's all i have to say on that um oh and there is a really good like boy character who is not a member of the team but is like an ally who like knows what's up mm-hmm. yeah 
I am having a hard time placing this one as a sandwich, but <laughs> and I think the thing that I'm going to say is going to be controversial as to whether or not it's a sandwich because of like the weird ways that people categorize things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it should actually be that much of a controversial statement. I'm mm-hmm. going to say just like a burger, just like a as opposed to the patty melt that Doki Doki is. Sure. Um, because you can do a lot of things to a burger. There's a lot of regional variants on what, like, you know, mm. that you could find, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of places sell like a, like a Texas barbecue burger or whatever. That's just like a burger <laughs> but with an onion ring and barbecue sauce on it. You know? <laughs> sure. The, it, burgers also, like regional variant burgers also play up the stereotypes of a, of a culture. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, so after that, we get Go Princess Precure. And I would say that basically, you know, this second half, like we're in season 19 right now. Um, and so I would say like everything after Happiness Charge, which again is the 10th anniversary season, is really like this kind of new era of Precure. So, um, yeah, Go Princess is really interesting. It has a theme of, uh, well, princesses, obviously, but also elements, uh, each, Cure is an elemental cure. Um, and there is a lot of like really fun themes of like hope versus despair. Uh, a lot of interesting queer subtext. They also have a, um, a mid-season cure that's very similar to fresh pre-cure. Um, the mid-season cure of this season is my favorite cure of all time. Um, I'm not going to go into why because that would be spoilers, but I really love her character a lot. And um, yeah, this is also a really interesting one in terms of like really popular and just very well put together themes for the villains. And um, despite, you know, like I said, Happiness Charge Precure has a really terrible like queer stereotype in a villain that only appears for one episode, but is still there. Uh, Go Princess Precure, on the other hand, has a villain who uses uh you know he's like a a guy who uses makeup a lot but like that's not really what's vilifying of him like that's something that he gets to embrace even after he is uh reformed so it's a lot more positive representation um in that variety of us as like gender nonconformity so that's interesting um yeah and like this also is a very very high action season um there's a rumor that this season got complaints due to the high action in it, but I've never been able to find evidence of this rumor anywhere. So I don't know if this is from an interview or something. Um, Hmm. Yeah, but that's just out there. Um, And that is going to, that rumor is believed to have affected the amount of action that comes up in later seasons. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So next one is, hold on. Oh yes. Oh yes. Sorry. You have to cucumber sandwich. (laughs) okay interesting um it does kind of suit the the themes of things because there's like all these things going on with that season about like how to become a princess because that is the dream of the main character uh cure flora but um it's like like you would think that a season about princesses could get really sexist but it never feels that way if that makes sense Mm-hmm. and a cucumber sandwich just you know nice light simple mm-hmm. but like enjoyable yeah <laughs> um so witchy precure is my favorite season and this season um has a lot of elements like it kind of recycles a lot of 
the plot elements of Max Heart, if that makes sense, but bumps them up a little bit. This is also the season where you have characters who are explicitly, um, uh, excuse me, uh, they're going to a magic school. So you have like two worlds. There's the magic world and there is the human world. And you have one character from each. And when they meet together, it's fate. This is considered a another. Uh, this is a season where it has like uh, just like the original Cyber Precure. You know, they must be together in order to transform. And then they also need their fairy to transform. And the fairy of the season is Mofudun the teddy bear. She is... um probably even today the best-selling mascot of all time she's very cute um her like toys are still very expensive even as like uh used items on the market it's really ridiculous but um yeah she's very very popular she's very cute um the like the themes of magic are interesting because um it's very similar to again um kind of thinking about it in terms of uh the original two seasons you know the first half of the season you have one set of villains and then the second half you have a new set of villains and then you have a third member of the team who is kind of similar to shiny luminous but is more powerful um and the series does start with a baby but she doesn't stay that way and let's see um it is, yeah, it just like generally really, really strong themes as well. And also if, yeah, you are here for queer subtext in Precure, this is a very good season for that. Oh, um, good. Yes. <laughs> uh, so my thought process on this one sort of ended the moment you said, like, it's like Max Hart, but uh, escalated. And mm-hmm. so I had just been trying to think of like, what's an escalated version of a turkey club? <laughs> um. And I think the answer is like a Thanksgiving sandwich. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, just like a, a slice of like actual carved turkey, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like some stuffing or a mashed potato, one of those like starchy foods, mm-hmm. a little bit of like a cranberry sauce or something that's sweet. Mm-hmm. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, this season also starts the current trend in Precure that. Anyone can become a precure, regardless of whether or not you are uh, human. And um, let's see, the other thing I wanted to say, oh, this is the first one that has a like full epilogue episode and also a crossover episode, like the final episode, you actually meet the leader of the next team. So oh, that's, that's pretty fun. cool. Yeah. So that's now something that you expect in every season, more or less. Um, yeah, so that leads us to Kira Kira Precure a la Mode. This is another season that you can watch on Crunchyroll. Um, this one is themed on sweets and animals. Um, so it gets a lot of like thematic comparisons to Tokyo Mew Mew, but it, it really is not the same to me at all. Uh, this one also has two characters that are inspired by Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune. So they are like the queerest characters we've had. Um, they're more obvious in the comics, and I haven't talked about the comics at all, which are like supplementary uh, as opposed to adaptations and stuff, but there's always like additional material in them. Um, but yeah, uh, this one is a lot of fun. This one, um, let's see. Mm, this one has less action and is more magic attack based. And a lot of people, again, think that that's because of Go Princess Precure's uh, action getting alleged complaints, which, again, is a rumor that I have not been able to confirm. 
um, but is like said a lot by the fandom. Um, hmm. And let's see, this one has, um, hmm, what else is there? Yeah, just like, mm, it's, it's just overall very cute and I think really enjoyable. Um, hmm. It's like, it's just very soft. And if mm. you like cute animals, it's a very good season. Um, yeah. Uh, this one also has a, the mid season is a little, I don't want to say controversial, but similar to Milky Rose has a lot of people who don't really care for her. Uh, I think it's, it's a very obvious, just vanilla ice cream sandwich. <laughs> sure, sure. There is an ice cream. That, that was, I knew that one before we even got here because I just looked at the name. Like, gotcha. I, I, I even thought about just saying it before you described the season, but I wasn't uh-huh. going to do that to you. That's fair. There is an ice cream based cure, and she is still my favorite designed pre cure um, and has a really awesome transformation sequence. She's not my favorite character of the season. She's not my favorite precure, but her design is my favorite, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we get to Hug Precure, which is the 15th season and also the 15th anniversary season. So this one also kind of goes back and does a lot of reflection on past seasons. This one is uh, mostly directed by Junichi Sato, so a very big name, of course, has done Sailor Moon and Doremi and Magic Users Club uh, and Princess Tutu and just a lot of other big magical girls. So um, a lot of people cling to this particular season for that reason. This is the only season that has a male precure in it, even though he is not a member of the main team. Um so that is a very big deal, of course, um, especially because the season before there was a precure. Uh, there was a guy that many people thought could become a precure. And then we found out after the fact that they were thinking about it and then scrapped the idea at the last minute. So, yeah, uh, that is an unfortunate thing about that season that, you know, there are a lot of people who just really wish that that had happened. But they did at least have that in um Yes, in Hug Precure. And the season is based on the idea of the future and time. So it's like got a lot of time travel. The villains came back from the future. Um, so this season gets a little weird with the kind of tropes of, hmm, how do I put this? So there are no, um, there are no characters that like date or have romances with characters that are older than them, but because the main villain is an adult who kn- knows one of the cures in the future when she is an adult, it gets a little weird. So uh, some people get uncomfortable when they interact. I don't think it's my experience of it was it was not weird, but I know that that's not true for everyone else. Um, and what else? Uh, hmm. I think. That's the main thing. There's also, yeah, like not just the, 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 the guy who becomes, uh, the boy who becomes a precure has, um, a lot of great, like, even though he is a side character, a lot of his episodes are really interesting and he definitely has a boyfriend <laughs> by the end of the series. So that's really nice. And, um, hmm. Oh, this one also has a theme of jobs. So they try out different jobs throughout the season. 
and uh, each cure has a kind of vocational theme to her outfit as well. So like the main character is a cheerleader, there's a nurse, there's a flight attendant, and there's uh, Lolita cosplayers, I guess. And this one is also the last season to have uh, have characters that transform together, like a pair. Um, so that's interesting. Um. This has been a tough one because I've been trying to like piece together a sandwich in my brain as you've been talking. Um, <laughs> and I think it just comes down to something really simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would just say it's like, oh yeah, it's like the kind of sandwich you make with whatever cold cuts are in your fridge, like a slice of cheese and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I need to get a little bit more specific because that, that feels like I'm just phoning it in. I'm just going to say it's like salami, Swiss, a little bit of mayo. That's the sandwich. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Did you look in your own fridge before you made that decision? Um, I know there's salami in there. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, sometimes, see, I can't get too fancy because I also just keep, um, oh my god, okay. So, <laughs> I almost just said, oh yeah, I, got, I mean, I keep gabagal in my fridge, so like, I'm not going to say this is a gabagal sandwich, um, which is also a pronunciation that most people won't understand, uh... <laughs> Uh, so you've probably heard of like, you know, uh, like the Sopranos, like Gabagool, like Italian American pronunciation of the meat Capicola. Okay. Um, my family and our Italian heritage, uh, a lot of those words just get horribly mispronounced. Uh, so I've always just, I've grown up with it being pronounced Gabagol and every person I've been to like down here knows what I'm fucking talking about. Uh So, um, yeah, that's just. I just had to air that out because I was going to say it on the podcast. And I'm like, well, I can't just leave that pronunciation there and people not know what the fuck I mean. This is very interesting. I, I decided to look it up and it's very funny because like the first article about it says, what the hell is Gabugul and why does Tony Soprano talk like that? But um, the other thing that comes up is uh, a website that uses the name, I guess, but for like their restaurant. Um, but it says Gabugul is how Southern Italians pronounce Capicola on the East Coast. And it's like, that is so specific, <laughs> but that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah so we, yeah. we just, everybody in my family has called it Gabagol. Gotcha. Um, it's one of the many Italian words that we mispronounce. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It's fine. Um, that's not like that. That That's like, I can't say that it's not the same for like a lot of things that happen with like t- generations of Japanese diaspora and Japanese. So, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so shall I move on to the next season? Absolutely. I am All done right. talking about Gabagol. Okay. <laughs> So we're next, uh, we have Star Twinkle Precure. Uh, this is the 2019 season from, uh, yeah, this is the 16th season. Uh, this one is also pretty big for a lot of reasons. Um, it has the theme of like 80s retro sci-fi. This team has two aliens and one girl who is mixed Japanese. Um, there are other mixed Japanese Precure, but she's the first visibly mixed Japanese Precure because she is Japanese and Mexican. Um, Kirsole. Mm. And, um, that was, of course, a very big deal because before that, all the pre-gear have had the same skin tone and she's brown. So that's cool. Um, I generally enjoyed her character. I know, uh, I've heard some complaints from Mexican viewers that, you know, a lot of the Mexican aspects of her personality and her, like, character design and everything seem to be based in stereotypes a little too strongly. 
so that's valid. Um, but yeah, this season is uh, really great. It's it's a really fun like romp where they go visit a bunch of like a whole bunch of planets. Uh, this one has a, another like very super powerful fairy. This season will make you cry for sure by the end, and also has a very very good movie. Um, I haven't watched all the Precure movies, but I this is the first Precure movie that I watched in theaters, and even though I had not watched the season at the time when I watched the movie, I was crying a lot, so it's pretty good. This is a tough one. I have I feel like I don't have enough information here to work with, but I'm I'm trying to piece something together. If you have if you have any questions, you want me to clarify anything, that's it's fine. Um I mean yeah, I mean like what is like what are like the other themes that come up? Because you kinda just were like, Hey, it's it's a space one and mm-hmm. that there's a um you know, that the the one human cure is like half Japanese. Yeah, so like um well there by the end of the season, there are five cures, and two of them are aliens. So there are three Japanese cures. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but um, but yes, one of them is half Japanese. Uh, the yeah again, the theme is like specifically like neon eighties retro sci-fi. Um, in terms of like this like again really bright colors. Um, there are some interesting things going on visually with the themes because they almost had a season theme going on with the characters, but then backed out. There's also a really fun phantom thief cat character. So people who like cat girls will love this season. Um, there is a lot of like really interesting uh, episodes regarding like kind of talking about othering and also like and stuff like that. If you're a fan of uh, cryptids, the main character's father is also a big fan of cryptids and that causes a lot of fun shenanigans. Um there's also like a men in black type organization going on in this season, which is interesting and has uh through one of the characters a very important um the very important lesson of you don't have to tell your parents everything if they work for the government. So that's fun. Hmm. Maybe I, I have the vibe in my head now. I'm just trying to figure out the sandwich that fits that vibe. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm starting to piece together like the kind of sandwich you would get in the mall's food court. Um, sure but there's not really like a sandwich that is that you know because like mm. um hmm, what kind of mm. it's like a, like a hot toasted sub maybe like a, like quiznos vibes but quiznos barely exist anymore mm-hmm. um but i still need like a more specific sandwich um <laughs> maybe like a meatball sub meatball sub was one of the sandwiches that was in my head for a bit okay there. Mm, sounds good <laughs> okay um great so with that we'll go to healing good precure so this is the uh this is the first season that got some lost episodes due to the pandemic um (laughs) and by complete coincidence the theme is doctors versus viruses and this like literally no one could see that coming it's it's pretty wild but um it is really interesting uh, in general. I think it's really beautiful. There's also like kind of an elemental theme going on with each of the characters, much like a few of the past seasons. This one has, let's see. Uh, yeah, this one has a lot of interesting kind of themes of like, because like the, the main character was chronically ill for a long time. And so like, that's an interesting kind of representation. Um, there's good lessons regarding like 
what's it called? Um, like bodily autonomy, um, if that makes sense. Uh, some things don't like as far as like the hiatus and stuff. Um, we lost a character episode and we lost an episode where the fairies become human, which really sucks because the this is one where like each each cure has their own fairy partner. Uh, which is, you know, something that has happened in the past, but, um, like they become part of their weapons. And then, um, this one has an interesting mid season as well. Um, and also has, I think, one of the earlier, like, I guess, fairy partners that doesn't really speak. Like she can't, she could speak kind of, but it's kind of complicated. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, Hmm. Yeah, just like it's really I guess it's very pretty and it's about trying to heal the earth and save the earth and stuff, so. Hmm. Hmm. Um in that case maybe it's like a Hmm. See, I don't know how much of a sandwich this is other than it's just a thing that I eat sometimes where I just fry up a bunch of vegetables. Like not like deep fry them, but like mm-hmm. you know, just throw, toss them in the pan, cook them for a bit and then put that on some bread. Hmm. Um something like that. Like, like a like a like a pepper and onion with like that you would have with a steak, but without the steak. That's like the mm. kind of sandwich I'm talking about here. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I could imagine this season. If there is any season that definitely has a vegetarian sandwich, it would be this one. <laughs> but yeah, and then goodness, and this one also you can watch on Crunchyroll. I should mention. Um, so I guess that leads us to Tropical Rouge. So this is the one that most recently finished. And this one has two protagonists. Um, one is a human and one is a mermaid. And has a kind of overlying motif of makeup. But like, again, this is a season where it's like you would think makeup would make a kind of a regressive like theme. But really, they did a really good job of that. Uh, there are just every character is so uh, different and interesting and unique and it's a lot of fun um yeah and this one you know if you love mermaids it's a great season for that uh aspect because you get to like learn more about the mermaid world and stuff because like there are other seasons where mermaids have appeared and there have been like one-off episodes where like all the curious get to become mermaids for a minute um stuff like that but this is like really going into exploring things and kind of have a fairy tale situation going on this one is also a shorter season it's 46 episodes but it was written to be shorter which is different from you know healing goods situation and what we're getting this year um but um yeah it's just like again um very similar to smile pre it's like a very bright tropical fun season it has an interesting movie as well um Hmm. I, I have a question that I'm yes. pulling from Twitter. Okay. Um, in that I saw this tweet a few days ago, and I'm like, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, is the the mermaid quote actually like that? End quote. Or did Monopoly Mermaid Monday ruin people's perception? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Laura. The, okay, so I barely understand what Monopoly Mermaid Monday is, but. Uh, Laura the mermaid is really like that at the beginning. She is, um, she really does not care for humans and, um, she is only on earth to find the precure so that she can become queen. Um, so there's that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's, she starts off like 
very selfish and you know like those kind of characters can be really fun so there there were some people that like didn't like her for those reasons but you know like of course she goes through a lot of character development and she's Mm -hmm. very fun and yeah she's very memeable for sure um we go with spicy chicken sandwich (laughs) okay hmm okay so um yeah that i guess then we're at the final (laughs) the final season the current season of precure delicious party precure which Um, in some ways might be a good reason to start there because it's the current one yes to say that okay um, there are already a lot of differences with this season. Um, of course, as of the this recording, there's still a hiatus due to the Toei Animation Network hack thing going on, um, which has caused delays in like all of the currently airing animated series and also the Dragon Ball movie and all that. Um, but you know, uh, this year they didn't have a spring movie, which meant that they could take their time in terms of uh, introducing the characters. And so they have done so. So it's been very interesting because the pacing at the beginning is different. I don't think it's like super long in the same way that like the beginning of Max Heart feels very long with the introduction of Shiny Luminous. Um, it's a little bit like more, it's just like a little refreshing, but it's not, it's not too much. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of interesting changes. There is, uh, of course, the character of Rosemary who's very iconic, who still has not been gendered by the series uh, as of the five episodes we've had so far. I'm, I'm riding on that they-them train. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're really fun. Uh, they are voiced by a character from, uh, or I should say, they are voiced by a voice actor who was in Hardcatch Precure, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, the fairies are fantastic so far. Um, we are waiting to, as of this recording, we still have not met the third fairy or the third cure um i think it's going to be interesting uh the like the leaks as far as the identity of the the mid-season and stuff have not been as easy to put together as one might expect if that makes sense we're like we got to see what she looks like uh, pretty early on like i think it was like right after episode one was when the the visual leaks came out and then as we got information, it just felt like uh, the way that the information was is very, uh, what's the word, like kind of incongruent to like how the character is being presented in the series. But it's interesting. <laughs> um, let's see what else. I mean, yeah, I did, we didn't mention the theme. I mean, Delicious Party, I think it's kind of clear. It is about food. It's about enjoying mm-hmm. food, about, you know, spending time with people uh to enjoy food and just, just a sheer coincidence that i've started the sandwich bit actually all yes. things considered <laughs> yes because there is a sandwich themed precure in this season cure spicy um she is a lot of fun and it's very interesting because uh she is the blue cure so a lot of people are like why is she called spicy and then uh her own like there's a lot of uh YouTube content for this season and in her own like content for it uh she describes spicy's definition as being something that's a bit more like tangy than strongly spicy so there's mm-hmm. that but um yeah she is uh, sandwich themed for some reason um uh, and like bread themed and yeah the, it's just like a lot of uh a lot of fun with the season's uh like so far it's great and there's only been five episodes out but yeah it looks uh, promising 
this season is the season sandwich is Pam Pam. Pam Pam the sandwich dog. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. yes, yes. Um, I know that like because I, I often retweet that stuff. I'm curious, did you watch the transformation sequence for Cure Spicy? I I think I did. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember showing it to someone too. But mm-hmm. I do not remember what it was at this exact moment. That's fair. It's been a I remember, I remember having while. opinions about it. I remember thinking it was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. The there are some interesting new things going on with the transformations this season. Again, it's, you know, one where they're interacting with the fairy partner who is giving them some of their energy. Yeah, it just again looks very promising so far. And I think I would yeah, highly recommend if you are trying to get into precure. Don't if if you want to just get into the season currently airing, you know you have time to catch up and yeah, it should be fun. It's looking good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been you know cards on the table. You, you've been talking about how like you're trying to convince us to do Splash Star next. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my thoughts has been when we're done with this, see how far Delicious Party is, and if it's like almost done, we could just do that because I, uh, mm-hmm. you know, despite uh, you know Tropical Rouge being the first show that's like in production while we were or that we started hearing about in production while we were doing the show uh-huh. um like it didn't like hit me like i want to watch that one right away but with yeah. delicious party for some reason you know, between i think a lot of it is that you keep sending me stuff all the damn time <laughs> uh, <laughs> well yeah when the news was coming out and the leaks or stuff i was sending it to you guys as like you know the precure news <laughs> yeah no I, I love it thank you for doing mm. so but like i think part of that is making me be like damn i want to watch that one so uh-huh, uh-huh. that's kind of yeah. where I'm at is like, I mean, if it's if it's viable to do it as the next season, then maybe we'll do it as the next season. That could be very interesting because um, then like you're going into it with like basically like between study about Precure and Max Art, of course. And then like this season, there's like so much has happened, obviously. So it's like all these different tropes that are now like expected and and so on that like just completely missing out on um but i think i think it would be a fun like you know being in the hot tub and then jumping in the cold pool kind of thing sure sure (laughs) Uh, the the contrast uh and just Uh seeing how it hits you so like even if even if delicious party isn't in a position where we could watch it i i mean this that makes also a good case for tropical rouge you know Mm -hmm. something similar yeah yeah I think there are a lot of things that make Tropical Rouge really unique. Um, again, it's also just like got a lot of like bright things going on for it because it is such a, um, it is such a like unique season for a lot of things. Um, actually, Tim, come to think of it, hmm, yeah, because like we, uh, like I mentioned, there are a lot of, we've had several years now where we've had like, this non-human character becoming a cure and and all of that and um yeah there's just a lot of things going on with uh uh delicious party that is kind of also breaking that mold that has been set for a while and um this season also has a narrator which is unique to the franchise huh. um yeah it's it's been very interesting <laughs> um but yeah just a lot of so far a lot of fun so if you want to jump into Delicious Party without having seen any other Precure, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. Plus, if we watch it as soon as we can, then that means I'll have more reason to bite the bullet and try to get Pam Pam merch over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so great. I do have um, 
I got Kome Kome on sale, and I'm probably going to end up buying the other two at some point. Uh, just because they are all so cute. Pam Pam, um, it's interesting because, like, you know, the when the website dropped and we got all the information from the website of the characters, like, I still did not see Pam Pam's actual personality coming. She's so funny. <laughs> like, they're all really interesting um, characters so far. But she has, uh, she has Laura the Mermaid energy somehow, which is very interesting. <laughs> mm, I love that. I love that for Pam Pam. <laughs> Yeah, she's really great and uh, is a really great partner to um, Kokone also, who is uh, Cure Spicy. So, yeah. You sent me just you sent me just a screenshot out of nowhere of Pam Pam like a few weeks back, and I was like, yeah, no, this is good. Thanks. <laughs> I think that was um I think that because it was like you know the episode where like she appears at the very end and like she's finally awoken. You know, because it's like a whole thing where at the very, very first episode, they're all like sleeping. Right. So it's like literally they haven't. Um, let's see. That's the screenshot that you sent me. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, no, that one is from. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one's from the episode where she uh, first like wakes up and like makes her appearance. It's like she's here. Yeah, that's that's how she talks all the time. She's a lovely little lady. And it's very funny. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> yes yeah, so, so far they're really fun i think without knowing for sure but like based on what we know so far i think mem mem is gonna become my favorite of the fairies mm. um also just because like so we haven't been able to of course see uh mem mem or cure yum yum in action in the series yet because they haven't debuted but we have seen all kinds of like other stuff with them from like youtube and so on and even though Delicious Party hasn't been airing, they're still doing a lot of promotional stuff with like the the character costumes and stuff, doing events in public. So like the kids are still like able to keep their excitement up for Delicious Party, even though it isn't actually on right now. And um, one thing that you've we've been able to see is like, or I guess here is the the way the transformation is going to sound for each cure, like even before they all debuted. And if you watch those videos um, and see, like, how Cure Yum Yum is going to uh, transform, for some reason, Mem Mem does this really wild, like, chaotic scream. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why I'm pretty sure he's going to be my favorite. <laughs> oh, good. Yes, yes. I will I will send it to you. Um, actually, let me see if I can find it right now. Because it's, like, very hard to... Uh, hmm. One thing we get is, like... Uh, the a lot of the toys are still they're coming out on time, right? Because that's like one thing. This also happened in twenty twenty with the uh, the toys. Is like they never they didn't like stop production of the toys or whatever. So like mm -hmm. in uh in twenty twenty the toy uh, all the merch for the mid season cure came out long before she actually appeared in the show because of that hiatus. Um, which was which was interesting because like. It actually ended up being really good for them because, like, the kids were like, oh, my God, I can't wait to meet her and whatever. Um, and, you know, likewise, like, Mem Mem came out uh, just as Cure Yum Yum was supposed to debut, but, of course, she hasn't yet. Um, but there is a lot of, like, you can watch the uh, YouTube videos showing the characters and, like, there are, um, you know, fans who do, like, toy reviews and stuff. Um, and there's also like the official Bandai channel does their own uh like official reviews and so let's see. I think I found one. Yes. 
Okay. Yes, I found it. Okay. I just was like waiting for the scream. So the very beginning of this video, this is the Bandai, uh, the Bandai one that has a review of the toy. Like they use it right away, so you can hear his scream. It's so good. <laughs> Hmm, good. Yeah, yes. It's just such a good scream. It's like, he scream. It's so good. <laughs> mm, love that. Mm. I love that so much. I love all of these fairies. Yes, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's a very exciting season. I'm very, you know, it's it's obviously the the hack and everything. You know, it's been very heartbreaking to not have Precure for a few weeks. Um. It's been a good time to catch up and watch other stuff, of course, but, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, I can't wait when, for it to come back. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's everything for this. Uh, we we yes, really went for so. some time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, 19 seasons of a, of a show, there's only so much uh, cutting 19 down. 19 sandwiches. Do. 19 sandwiches. Yes. That's so um, many sandwiches. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, yeah, but it's it's just a lot of... I mean, I love Precure very much. I can talk about it all day. And I am looking forward to finally getting to 100% completion on some of these seasons I haven't watched in full. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just a, a handful of seasons and then I'm all done. Um, and then I'll probably watch everything again from the beginning. <laughs> I'm that kind of person. Yeah, I guess in summary... Uh, if any of those sounded interesting, maybe you should start there. Otherwise, mm-hmm. either start at the beginning or start at the end. <laughs> I think, again, like, if these descriptions aren't enough, like, there are so many videos out there where people just put all the opening theme songs together, and you can just watch those videos and just go, what is that? That looks like fun, and then just choose that season. Um, mm-hmm. Or compilations of transformation sequences can also work for that. So. Yeah, a lot of options. All right. Um, would you like to do your plugs again, or should I just copy and paste from the last episode? <laughs> I can do them again. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So great. My personal Twitter is and uh, Instagram is at iushinos a y u s h e k n o w s. My podcast Sparkles I Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. Hey, that's me. Is at Magical Girl Ayu spelled a y u. And again, that's also on Twitter and IG. Uh, I am also on an episode of Breathing Space Fading Frontier and the op- episode that Charlie wrote for, which is exciting. Um, and I will also be, goodness, this is going to come out in a few weeks, right? So probably very soon I will be on the Bechdel cast. Um, uh, I mean, it's going to come out like the the week before the 17th or maybe on the 17th. So yeah, I guess pretty soon, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so in a few weeks I'll I'll be on that as well. Um and I wrote an article about the breakdown of magical girls if you want to learn more about that. Um but yeah, I think that is everything. <laughs> uh you can find this show on Twitter at prepod engage. You can send us emails to prettycurepodcast at gmail.com. We don't normally plug it, but now I guess you can just write us emails if you want. Um, you can also sign us up for the things, but don't. 
You can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. You can find my website. It's got all my podcasts and stuff that I've guested on at MadLobotanist.NeoCities.org. Just the same as my Twitter handle, .NeoCities.org. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I think I think this episode has been mm-hmm. an open-faced meatloaf sandwich with like a nice tomato gravy. <laughs> Just real hearty and enjoyable. Mm. This episode has made me realize how many sandwiches I miss out on because they're just like not around or whatever. Yeah, I have to think about that. Because <laughs> like the sandwich game is just so different in Japan, mm-hmm. um, which you can probably learn more about if you watch Delicious Party. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, that, that was that's it for the sign off, I guess. You know, okay. we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>